This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 515, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, October the 4th. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. This is episode 515. We're taking a look at comic reviews from the week of Wednesday, October the 4th. And uh, this episode going up a little bit earlier than I've been getting these up lately. Uh, still a little later than I would have liked, but we're going to talk about five qu- comics really quickly today. I'm um, still a little under the weather. You can probably hear it in my voice. I'm a little nasal- more nasally than normal, so uh, we'll jump right in. Uh, but before we do, let's take a look at some of the releases from October the 4th that I'm not chatting about. Uh, some of those books include all-Star Batman, Bane Conquest, I'm, I think two issues behind that now, uh, Batman the Dawnbreaker, Batman White Knight, Black Bolt, Cyborg, Darth Vader, Deathstroke, uh, Harley and Ivy meet Betty and Veronica, Iceman, Iron Fist, part of Mar- Marvel Legacy, uh, Jessica Jones, Justice League, Nightwing, Royals, Spider-Man Deadpool, Spirits of Vengeance, also part of uh, Legacy, I think one of the other books was too, uh, Star Wars, Superman, Venom, part of uh, the Legacy as well, officially branded as such, even though we were already in the Legacy numbering, and Venomverse number 505. Oh my god, it's over already? Like, that's how far behind I am that I didn't even realize that that weekly event has already ended. Uh, so what books am I going to talk about? Well, first we're going to talk about Astonishing X-Men. This is issue number four by Charles Sewell, and the art on this particular issue is by Carlos Pacheco. Um, I don't know if I knew when the book first started that every issue was going to be by a different artist, which is a little jarring, but only because you get used to one artist, like, okay, this is pretty cool, and then it switches for the next. Um, I'm really enjoying this. I like the idea of, you know, kind of the mindscape and uh, dealing with this kind of psychic remnant, I guess, of, uh, psych- of Charles Xavier, who's having a battle with the, sh- with the Shadow King. Um, here you have uh, a possessed uh, Wolverine, and everyone's trying to fight against him. Um, I thought this... It, it moved quite well. I liked how um, Phantom X and Mystique's, uh, you know, with, with the, where they were stuck in the mindscape kind of went. I liked uh, how uh, Rogue and Gambit interacted with each other as well. And the fact that, you know, uh, Rogue's kind of moving on from their relationship, but Gambit kind of can't. Um, I actually thought this was a really solid read. Even though you have a different uh, artist, it doesn't change the fact that it's still a consistently enjoyable book. So I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. Next up is Avengers 672. This is part of uh, Worlds Collide. Uh, it's part one. Uh, it's going to be going through this book and Champions, bringing the two teams back together again. This is written by Mark Raid with artwork by Jesus Sayes, uh, who I don't think I've seen his artwork in quite a long time. I thought he was exceptionally well suited to this book. I really enjoyed it. And it looks like he does uh, everything, because there's no colorist or um, inker listed, so I guess he does all the uh, visual art. So it uh, is a really good take on it. I really like the color palettes that were used. Um, I like how Mark Wade transitioned between the champions and, and the Avengers. I liked how they kind of um, maybe don't play together that well together. And uh, there's, you know, there's still some kinks to be worked out in terms of teamwork. Um, I like that it's a, it's a giant threat that they're up against. And uh, yeah, I thought this was a really solid start, and I liked the the character interactions between the Avengers and the Champions worked really well. I mean, I, I don't even know why I forgot, but I was like, oh, Hercules and, and Amadeus show, of course they have a long history together. Like, it's kind of cool to see them teaming up in a, in a different way now that Amadeus show is the Hulk. So I actually thought the characters blended together really well. I thought Mark Wade bringing the teams together felt really natural. Um, I really dug this from kind of beginning to end. I'm going to give it an eight and a half. And I thought the arc by uh, says was fantastic. Uh, next up is Batman. This is issue number 32, which is, I suppose, I guess it's the, the last issue of uh, The War of Jokes and Riddles by Tom King and Michael Yannon. Um, 
really dug this. I thought it was really interesting, and there's some stuff. One thing I didn't notice until I'd actually listened to um, the Comic Geek Speak podcast was the fact that um, the, the, if you look at some of the names, if you are a fan of that uh, of that podcast, um, Tom King was a big fan of the Comic Geek Speak podcast, and so um, a number of the uh, people who are all from that podcast are actually uh, they kind of cameo as, the, as some of the names uh, of the people who die during this battle of uh, jokes and riddles you have um uh one brian deemer is one of the original founders of comic geek speak and he's uh mentioned as brand deemer um anyways, there's a bunch um uh brian pants is kind of the big one uh brian christman otherwise known as pants on the uh comic geek speak podcast is here so there, there's a bunch of them so if you if you know if you know that podcast you'll, you'll you maybe kind of recognize how these names are used i thought that was a nice touch um this was an interesting take um I really like Gannon's kind of take on Bruce's physicality when he's just Bruce. Like, he's massive, but it's an interesting uh, physicality and, and um, vulnerability he brings to the character. And it was interesting to kind of see Batman taking on both Riddler and um, and the Joker. And, uh, yeah, no, and it was interesting premise, too, that, you know, the Joker goes to, to stab uh, the Riddler, and then he gets stopped by a hand, the Joker's hand, and it kind of brings back the Joker's laughter, and it's interesting, and it's an interesting way to take Batman, the fact that he, he doesn't think he's, he's, um, he's noble, he's, you know, he's, he's not some knight in the dark, he's what the Joker made him, um, you know, and it, it's, it's really interesting, and I love that line, what separates me from them is a hand and a knife, his hand, and that's kind of chilling, um, and you know the issue ends with Selena Kyle saying yes, and uh, she's she's going to marry Batman, and that's really interesting. But um, you know, it was a really interesting storyline because I think up until the very ending here, I didn't really feel like it needed to be done as a flashback. I really did. I, I don't know if I quite got it. Maybe. Maybe I just didn't get it. Uh, but here I got it. Um, if here I felt like the idea of him kind of trying to confess of who he is, what he is, and what made him what he was, and how he's almost ashamed of what made him what he was, and what that is, and that the idea of this, the hand and a knife, um, was fascinating. Um, and that kind of me justified the storyline for me a little bit in maybe a way that it hadn't before. I'm going to give it an 8.5 out of 10. I think the interludes were obviously my favorite part of the storyline, but um, this ending was pretty solid as well. Uh, next up is Spider-Man 21. This is the Miles Morales Spider-Man book, written by Brian Michael Bendis, with our artwork by Nico Leon, um, whose artwork kind of, I felt like it shifted between artwork I really, really enjoyed, and then it felt like it didn't quite have the same level of detail, or felt a little rushed, and then it was awesome again, like it kind of went back and forth. I think the issue ended a little simplistically, and once again with a crazy hyped-up version of the Venom Blast, which I found a little bit annoying. Uh, but other than that, I think it's uh, got some interesting concepts and the idea of there being the kind of shadowy force and that it's not Jefferson who was trying to help Miles while he was in Japan. And then the last page reveal I thought was actually really cool and definitely made me go, what? And uh, made me very curious because that's a character I just didn't expect in any way to make an appearance in, uh, in a book like this. So... Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, I'm going to give it a 7. Uh, it wasn't, you know, maybe the best issue of Spider-Man I'd ever read, but it was definitely interesting. It felt like it pushed the character in new ways, but it also felt a little simplistic and rushed at the end. Uh, but the uh, the cliffhanger, or at least that big reveal at the end, I thought was really interesting. That part I loved. And last but not least is X-Men Gold, uh, with, uh, I guess, some of the homage covers. You got... Um, it's part of X-Men Legacy, sorry, Marvel Legacy, I should say. It's Mojo Worldwide Part 1 as we bring together Gold and Blue. It's written by Mark Guggenheim, I work by Mick Mayhew, which is kind of an interesting uh, take. 
Um, I've really loved his work on like the Star Wars books when he's done kind of the fill-ins. Uh, his work here, I found it serviceable. I didn't. It wasn't my favorite. It wasn't that dynamic. I, um, you know, it, some of the uh, kind of facial expressions, etc., were well done, but. I, I did not think that this was the best, maybe, uh, fit artistically for the beginning of a crossover like this. Um, I'm going to give the issue a 7. I do feel like the art brought it down a little. I thought the story was fun and exciting. You bring the two teams together. It's what first made me realize that I'd missed an issue of Blue because I was like, who's Bloodstorm? Oh, shit, I might be behind. Uh, and then I went back and found my issue of before. And I'm like, oh, here's Bloodstorm. Because I totally was like, whoa, what, what, what did I miss? What's going on? Um, I, I think the setup here is interesting, and the idea you have the team split up into three, and they're you know all kind of different um, different versions of the X Men's past. I think that's really interesting, and um, really kind of digging that take on the Mojoverse being used this way. Um, I just thought the art kind of brought down the overall story, so that's what kind of made it out into a seven instead. Uh, so I guess that's our episode. You can email me at comicshenanigans at gmail.com. You can like the show on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, also listen to us on Stitcher. Upcoming episodes will feature conversations with Alex and Claire, um, Howard Mackey, who else we've got coming up, um, Al Ewing, the, the writer of Ultimates and the U.S. Avengers, uh, and many others. But those are kind of first on our hit list. Uh, I think uh, then we're going to have Ed Brisson coming on later, probably not until November, I think that episode's going to go up. So I'm kind of scheduling episodes that are coming out between now and December at the moment. So uh, a lot of recordings happening this month and next, and then uh, it'll slowly be trickling out up until the new year. I uh, hope to have a new episode with um, none other than John Rhett Thomas, otherwise known as Gormu, for another market update. We're just kind of working on scheduling for that. So a lot of good stuff coming out in the next two and a half months uh, leading up to Christmas. And then I'll have, by the time Christmas comes, I will sit back and go, Oh, crap, I don't have anything scheduled for January, so uh, I have to hope that, <laughs> that the show uh, keeps running and keeps having content. Obviously, we'll have uh, some good episodes coming up uh, in December when we talk about uh, The Last Jedi and Thor Ragnarok and Justice League as well. So thanks again for joining us for Comic Shenanigans. Again, you can email us at comicshenanigans at gmail.com, like the show on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, and also subscribe to us on iTunes. Thanks once, or subscribe to, listen to us on Stitcher. Sorry, I'm used to that spiel, and I almost forgot what I said. Thanks again for uh, for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>